I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to the Morning Glory. I want you to grab your Bibles, meet me in the Book of Wisdom, which is the book of Proverbs, chapter 8, and let's go today to verse 11. Praise the Lord. You know, every time we come together, it's like we are able to partake of this incredible buffet. I am just amazed at the Word of God, no, many, no matter how many times we study it, it's just blessing after blessing and good things after good things that we have the privilege and opportunity to be involved with. So please grab your Bibles, follow along with me today, because there's something special again in the Word of God that you can participate in by faith and corresponding action. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. This is literally your words. They are recorded in the word, the Bible, and we thank you for that it is our roadmap, our instruction manual for life. And Father, we give you praise for words of life that feed us and nourish us spiritually, mentally, even physically. We praise you in Jesus' name. And we all say amen. Now, Proverbs chapter 8 let's begin in verse 11. It says, for wisdom is better than rubies. Wow. And all the things one may desire. Now remember that all the things that you may desire, and you have a list of desires, all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. So wisdom is really remarkable. Wisdom is better than rubies. And wisdom in a biblical way of symbolism is portrayed through these precious red uh, gemstones known as rubies. So when you think of rubies, I want you to identify that as being a symbol of the wisdom of God. And even the color red can be a reference to the wisdom of God. So you need to know these things, particularly when you're having dreams that God would give you, he would give you a dream, or you may have a vision and you see the color red. It could be referring to the blood of Jesus, or it could be referring to something in the realm of the wisdom of God that God wants you to receive and to have it imparted into your heart, into your understanding. Okay. So wisdom and rubies, they are, uh, rubies being a symbol of the wisdom of God. I think that's very important for you to know what we would call code language of God, symbolism of God, so that you can properly interpret what God would try to speak to you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Get ready for the next verse. Verse 12, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. Now the word dwell is letting us know that wisdom, who is this key person, wisdom is actually being personified. When I say it's being personified, it's being cast as a person. So it says, I, wisdom, dwell or live with prudence. Did you ever stop to think that wisdom has a roommate? Yeah, I, I look, this is the house you want to live in. I mean, you want a house where the person in the room next to you is called wisdom and the person over here in this room is called prudence. This is th these are the kind of associations and relationships 
that you want in your life. You don't want your neck, the person living in the room next to you or in the room with you called uh, fool or foolishness or, or, you know, crazy ideas. You want people in your life. You want people in your house. You want people speaking into your life that have biblical principles and the knowledge of God in them. I wisdom. Wisdom is the one that would be the most desired. You must have wisdom in your life. It's almost impossible to succeed without it. And even if you do succeed and you don't have wisdom, you're are you're most certainly assured to lose all that you have gained. I wisdom dwell with prudence. So wisdom has a roommate. Wisdom has somebody living along with this individual, and this is prudence. What is prudence? Well, when you dig into the Hebrew, the word prudence is quite interesting. It means craftiness. It means shrewdness, not in a negative way or where you would try to take advantage of somebody or cheat somebody because you're so sharp and smart. No, that it's not a negative contrast. It's a positive, but it can be translated as craftiness and shrewdness. I think a good way to understand prudence is to think about what prudence would not do. Prudence would not walk into the car dealership and pay MSRP the full manufactured suggested retail price. Uh, if you're doing things like that, you really need to have prudence move into the house with you and help you to do some things that would save you a ton of money and start to pull ahead in life. Prudence or a prudent person who has been influenced by the spirit of prudence is the kind of person that if that person is going to buy a car, the first thing they're going to do is before they ever even show up at the dealership, they're going to go online and they're going to check what kind of manufacturer rebates are available right now. What kind of discounts are available right now, not just from the manufacturer, but also from perhaps the sales dealership themselves. Praise God. And prudence goes in knowing absolutely there will be negotiation. Prudence goes in already knowing how much money they can put down, how they already know what their credit score is. They already know if they're going to finance how many months, what the term of the loan will be. They already know the interest rate that they're desiring or they're looking for. And they're also looking for ways to get the lowest interest rate. Maybe even maybe even the, the manufacturer has zero interest. Now, I'm not, you know, sometimes they do that for uh, three years. It says zero interest for 36 months, but they know. The financing institutions know there are very few people that can finance a car for, for just uh, for 36 months. Most people, they're going to want to go a little bit longer. But even I've seen, I've seen zero interest even on on 60-month uh, terms and things like that. So all of that stuff, you need to know all of that before you ever even walk into a dealership. Well, Pastor Stephen, I don't do it like that. Well, that's probably because you haven't met prudence. And you need to meet these, these virtues of Christ. And wisdom oversees all of them. And they're all hanging out together in the same house. They need to be in your house. You need to have them in your corner. Praise the Lord. Prudence is the kind of person that if prudence is going to buy a car, they show up either on the last day of the month 
when the dealership's trying to meet their sales quota and their sales goals for the month or or they have so much discipline and so much self-control that they show up on the last day of the year when when they are when dealers are trying to unload that those year-end models they don't want them on their lots going into a new year and they are slashing prices i mean i've seen dealers cut twenty thousand dollars off the price of a car just because they don't want it on the lot in the coming year. I mean, 15000 20000 sometimes more. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, if you bought that car one month sooner, you paid $20,000 more than a person who had prudence in their corner. Praise God. Oh, my goodness. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. Wisdom has a roommate called prudence. May, may these virtues of Christ be very, very real in your life where you really start to get into a flow of wisdom. See, God says, God says, I give wisdom. And the Bible says in the word of God, that wisdom is the chief thing out of everything that you're searching for. It is the number one thing that you need in your life. Now it's personified as a person. That person is Christ. And Christ Jesus has ways of operating, ways of doing things that if you follow it and you follow his style, you follow his wisdom, you're going to end up in success all over you. You'll be literally dripping with success. Okay. I wisdom dwell with prudence. So there's wisdom and there's prudence. What is prudence? Again, it can be translated in the Hebrew as being craftiness shrewdness, thinking things out. I mean, really kind of going over all the details before you even engage so that things are in your corner. And it doesn't mean that we're going to take advantage. It just means there needs to be win-win and that you need to be winning, not always getting taken advantage of. Praise the Lord. There's enough for everybody to be blessed. There's no need for somebody just to do super well and you end up with, with nothing. You know, that you get always, get, you know, get the bad. No, you need, you need to go in there with wisdom and prudence. And you need to develop yourself in these areas. It's Christ-like. It's biblical. There's enough for everybody to be blessed, including you. Hallelujah. And so that's what prudence does. Now, let's find out more. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. And find out, searching out, looking for knowledge. Knowledge. Okay. Knowledge is the ability to perceive and understand facts, data, information, having access to these types of resources. Okay. And so, Wisdom finds out knowledge and discretion. Okay. We need to talk a little bit today about discretion. This is incredible. And if if you have a KJV, King James Version, which has been the standard for, you know, over 400 years, I use a New King James Version just simply because, as you would suspect, in 400 years, the English language has changed a whole lot. And, and so there are some words that are just almost unidentifiable if you're still with the KJV. There, there's words in there that most people today, if you spoke them, uh, and I'm not just talking about these and thous, I'm talking about other types of uh, uh, adjectives and, and uh, so forth. Uh, people today don't know what in the world uh, you are referring to. So it's good to have some modern translation, but I'll tell you, on sometimes the KJV just nailed it, and uh, their translation was just uh, very, very beautiful and spot on 
on on some things. And really, if you want to get a little deeper insight, just read it in the King James Version of verse 12. It basically says, I wisdom, dwell with prudence, find out knowledge and witty inventions witty inventions. So whether we're looking at discretion or witty inventions, we can we can extract it further by going into the Hebrew. Uh, the word for witty inventions in the KJV or discretion used by the uh, King James is the word is the Hebrew word mezama. Mezama. Wow. This this is just so cool. And it means it means witty inventions it means thoughtful intentions, devices, creative ideas, very well thought out plans. Wow. I think it's fascinating because this word uh, mesoma can be used in a good light or a negative light. It can be used in a good light for, you know, incredible creative ideas, things that help humanity, things that glorify God, or it can also be used for bad ideas. And it goes over into a negative mischievousness. And you see that in Psalm 37, 7, when it talks about wicked inventions, wicked devices of men that are willing to allow their thoughts to go into areas of depravity. And, uh, you know, it's like, like Hitler, you know, Hitler had the problem. How do we, how do we kill more Jews faster on a larger scale? We need a solution. We need a, we need a wicked device. And so, you know, somebody came up with the idea, uh, uh, gas chambers on a mass scale and then mass, uh, ovens to, uh, you know, turn it all into ashes. And then we'll figure out how to get rid of the ashes later. And so it was just a factory of death. And so that is a negative, that is a negative form of one using their mind, even surrendering their mind to evil powers to come up with wicked inventions. But my friends, Oftentimes, this scripture is also, contra- not this scripture, but excuse me, but this word, mesoma, is also contrasted in a very positive light. And I think one of the uh, uh, the best definitions I've uh, read in the various commentaries would be from the Benson commentary, when he comments on uh, Proverbs chapter 8, verse 12, and the reference to witty inventions, he, in his commentary, defines it as being watch this, ingenious designs and contrivances for the glory of God and for the good of mankind. Oh, I love it. I love it. This is mesoma. These are God ideas coming down from heaven that hits you with such revelation. You think, wow, that's a great idea. That could really solve uh, a lot of problems for a lot of people. I mean, sometimes it's basic. You know, you can walk around and think, well, my, you know, I've eaten a lot of food and uh, my, my teeth, they just feel, they feel dirty. Well, somebody invented this thing called a toothbrush. Thank God that we can get the plaque off our teeth. We can keep our teeth clean. Then somebody down the road got a little smarter and thought, hey, why don't we incorporate into the toothpaste a whitening agency? That way we all don't have yellow teeth. Hallelujah. I mean, yellow looks good on gold, but it doesn't look good on your teeth. And so we thank 
God for these types of things, particularly in cultures of Western society where a lot of coffee and a lot of tea are drunk. And if you don't do a little something about that, you could have a very beautiful yellow smile. Hallelujah. (laughs) But all of these things solve problems. They're ideas that people get. And, of course, the reward for solving problems oftentimes is wealth. Praise the Lord. So God wants you to have mesoma moments. He wants you to have these moments where you experience ideas that God literally thinks himself. Praise the Lord. I like it. Glory to God. So ingenious designs and contrivances for the glory of God and for the good of mankind. I'm, I'm talking about ideas that literally could put hundreds of thousands, if not millions upon millions of dollars into your pocket. Praise the Lord. And don't you know that your tithe would be a blessing? Don't you know that your heart to give? Uh, see, I think a lot of Christians are frustrated. They are, they are called to operate in the gift of giving. And I understand that not everybody has that. It does talk in the Bible about the gift of giving. And it's, it can be a very frustrating thing to have that gift and have that type of a heart, but you really don't have much that you could give. You're very liberal and generous with what you have. Well, my friends, you need you need a mezama. You need a witty invention. You need a God idea. Praise the Lord. And oftentimes these ideas come forth in correspondence to your career or your calling or your set work field. And, you know, there's a lot of good corporations, they will reward their employees if you have an idea, if you have a solution, if there's something that you see that could really speed up this assembly line or something with all of our, 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 our tools or our, you know, our diecast systems or whatever it might be, if somebody has a better idea where we can be more productive and you submit it to the office and our team reviews it and we find out, yes, this could save the company thousands of dollars, well, then we're going to reward you for that. And I, I think that's very very good because when people see that there's a reward, then they are more willing to, uh, you know, share their, their ideas. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So whether it's a royalty or just a lump sum payment, wow, these things can really uh, alter your life. And thus, through your blessing, now you can alter the lives of others because now you are empowered to be a blessing. And so I think a lot of people Uh, in the body of Christ, they would like to tap in to uh, Proverbs chapter 8, verse 12, which says, I wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. Finding out the knowledge of witty inventions because you're walking in such an incredible level of wisdom. So, you know, the question is, well, how do I tap into a God idea like this? How do I get a mesoma moment from the Lord where I can just receive something that's so uh, substantial, such a well-formed concrete thought that I could, I could, I could implement this and this would really work. Well, praise the Lord. I'm so glad you're thinking about that. I believe there's one verse in the Bible that if you understand really what it's saying can take you into this where you can have God ideas, where you can have mesoma thoughts, 
and you can grab a hold of something from heaven that just boom, comes right into you pertaining to the wisdom of God and you go out and you've got that witty invention and you can you can patent that thing you could um, bring it forth and you know not everything needs to be patented some things need to be trademarked some things need to be copyrighted but whatever the case might be you can bring forth your idea and be rewarded for it so I'm going to show you something that you probably think oh I know Pastor Stephen I already know that but I want you to see it from a different angle all right, so go with me to a verse you're very familiar with, Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, and look what it says. Here's, here's a way to catch a Mesoma movement, okay? Watch this. Bring all the top, bring, excuse me, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, all of them, and the storehouse being the house of God where you're spiritually fed, where you're spiritually nourished, where your faith is built up, where you're taught the things of God, okay, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house, and try me, test me, prove me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. Now the Lord of hosts can also be translated originally from the Hebrew as Jehovah Tassava, Okay, and so this is the captain, the commander of the angelic armies, and oftentimes when God sends out ideas, they are sent by the angels. Okay, God doesn't have to literally get off of his throne and travel and just, you know, touch your mind and put it into you. Okay, oftentimes he can come by his messengers, his angels. They can, they can drop that message into your understanding, and you can, you can get, you can get that idea from them. So, and try me now in this, says Lord of hosts. Now, here we go. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Here's what you have to understand about the blessings of God, the wealth of God, the prosperity of God, and witty inventions in relation to Mesoma moments. God in heaven is not pouring out money from heaven to you. If he is, please tell me where you live so I can come over to your house and hang out with you and and uh, I'll just get like a fishing net. And so, uh, you know, like the kind that you uh, scoop the fish out of the water after you've already caught it on the rod and reel, but you don't want to reach out and grab it, so you use your net. I'll come over to your house and I'll just hold the net and when it starts to get poured out, I'll, I'll stick my net because I'm sure if it's being poured out, there's probably a lot of it, right? So you take some and I'll take some and uh, that way, um, that way, you know, we can really be in the cash. But you and I know that he doesn't do that. God's not pouring out money. It doesn't, doesn't work like that. He's not pouring out cars from heaven. Pastor Stephen, I, I need a car. Well, uh, don't look up in the sense that don't, don't look up thinking it's going to come falling out from heaven. If it is, I hope it doesn't hit you on the head. It, a lot of cars weigh over 4,000 pounds. That would probably give you, a, if nothing else, a headache. So he's not raining out cars or raining down cars from heaven. He's also not raining down houses from heaven. Okay, Pastor Stephen, I'm under an open heaven, and uh, God's raining houses down on me. Well, you better watch out that you don't want one to fall on you. You, you understand what I'm saying? He's not raining down jobs. You're under an open heaven, and jobs are coming out. No, he's, he's, 
Look, when you're under an open heaven and he's pouring out, what is he pouring out? What's coming down? Ideas. Ideas. Witty inventions. Mesoma thoughts. Hallelujah. Creative ideas. Ways to do things. And if you do need a job, he'll give you creative idea how to fill out your resume so that your resume looks great, is well worded, and it looks excellent. I mean, these are these are ideas. Okay, now watch again. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, there will not be room enough to receive it. The 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 inability to contain all of what God's giving you is just so many ideas are coming. You've got so many ideas. And remember, it only takes a couple of really, really unique God ideas. You can just start turning that into wealth and you can, you can begin to let this thing just uh, flourish and prosper. And the next thing you know, some other ideas come along and you can just have like a, like a book of ideas that are that are just incredible money making ideas and usually these ideas are in flow or in sync with your training your upbringing the things that god has instilled into you your your type of calling or career field that's usually stuff that you're that you like because we only really study and dig into things that we like. If you like it, it's not even hard to study. You, you'll spend hours uh, digesting material and information when it comes to something that you love or that you like. So it's along that line. It's along that line that God can drop an idea to you, and you're like, oh, this is really, really amazing. You know, I talked on the phone one time to a chemist who had become very successful because he had an idea. He had an idea, and he got a God idea of a formula, and he took it and got it patented, and then began to approach certain retail stores to see if they would carry it. And they're like, wow, this this is amazing. There's nobody else that has your product. There's nobody else that has anything even close to what your product does it almost seems like a miracle product and they begin to, uh, to supply it so all the drugstores begin to pick it up uh, actually today it's in every single drugstore in America it's in every Walmart it's uh, it's in any type of store where if you can buy aspirin or ibuprofen go a little further down you would find this product on every shelf in America and when I was talking to him he was also developing the international patent rights as well as people are going to want it overseas. But I, I said, how did you get the idea? I mean, how do you go from, you know, just being a, a, a good chemist with a nice job? But, you, but at the same time, it's not like a chemist. Is, uh, very few are going to make over $100,000 a year. So how do you go from being a chemist, having a nice job, to having this idea and going to millions and millions of dollars? How did it, uh, what was your moment that, that shifted it? He said, he said, I was uh, on the toilet using the restroom, and as I sit there on the toilet, suddenly a formula, a chemical formula just drifted up out of my spirit into my mind, in my mind, because he, he could read chemical formulas. He said, I read it. He goes, oh, my goodness. He said, that will work. 
Nobody has ever had this formula ever, ever before. And it was a complex chemical formula that showed him how to do something that would be a betterment for millions and millions of people. And so he took it, got it patented, and it's all over the world today. So look, that, my friends, was a mesoma moment. That was a that was wisdom, the wisdom of God being deposited into a person, giving a person a witty invention that was being under an open heaven and God pouring out what? What is God pouring out? An idea. An idea of how you can help people. An idea of how God would be glorified through this. An idea, and and many times these ideas are linked to wealth. Woo! Praise the Lord. My friends, by the way, it's tithing. <laughs> you can't skip that that part of the context of the verse. It's tithing that opens the windows of heaven, and it's tithing that gives God permission to pour out mesoma ideas. The man that is known today as the father of gigantic earth-moving equipment, Mr. Le Tourneau, he's, uh, he's been... He's been dead now for, oh, I think since uh, maybe 1962, but he was the father of all of these incredible ideas of how do we move gigantic amounts of dirt? How do we literally move mountains? How do, when it, when engineers need to take roads through these uh, areas where literally you got to move a mountain, how do we get all this dirt out of the way? And so it was his ideas. And, and you know, now today you have these giant companies like Caterpillar and these dirt, uh, dirt and earth moving companies, but it was Mr. Le Tourneau who had the ingenuity and the idea to create these ginormous machines that uh, and, you know, this was all new technology with telescoping arms and hydraulics and all of this other stuff. When he was into it, it was it was all uncharted territory. But he said that as long as he kept tithing, the ideas kept flowing. But if he ever backed off tithing, he said it seemed like over his head, the heavens would close and he couldn't get a continuation of ideas to solve forthcoming problems. So he was happy to keep on tithing. And as a matter of fact, at the latter part of his life, he inverted it. And instead of giving God 10%, he and his wife gave God 90% and they only lived on 10%. But uh, their tithe was ginormous and uh, it, it was incredible. And he's left, he's left behind a legacy that still flourishes today with a college that's very healthy and doing very well. I think his uh, university that he founded was in, uh, I think it's in, uh, what is it, Longview, Texas? So anyhow, but a great guy. Uh, but these are people that just say, God, for your glory, give me an idea. And God gave him an idea. And there's been many other men and women that just got an idea. And they think, hey, that'll work. Uh, by the way, when I talked to that chemist on the phone, he said, he said, right now we are in the midst of a building project at the church, and I, by God's grace, am able to help my pastor build the the church 
sanctuary of his dreams. And so I tell you what, you you need to be the type of person that says, God, give me a witty invention. Give me an idea that will help people and that will also bring you glory. Lord, give me a give me an incredible idea. So these are the kind of these are the kind of things that wisdom hangs out with. And if you're not into wisdom, if you're not teachable, if you can't be instructed, then uh, wisdom will not be able to break through to you. Also, if you're not tithing, um, then you're you're already out of the context of how God works. It's the tithe. Remember, the tithe is not a debt that you owe. Your tithe is a seed that you sow. And you sow it, and the windows of heaven open, and the pouring out begins to flow into your life. And good things, uh, I mean, the, continues to go on with the verse at 11 and in verse 12, talking about the good things. I mean, the tithe is rich. I mean, what God does when you tithe is just absolutely amazing. But I think some of you have never caught that revelation that it's also the tithe that gives God permission to pour out ideas uh, and those ideas can be life transforming for you. Woo! Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Lord, we give you praise. Hallelujah. And and by the way, somebody might want to buy out your your idea. You may be wanting to take the idea forward. You may want to develop it. And then somebody hears about it. Look, there's companies out there that are sitting on billions and billions of dollars. Apple right now has over $860 billion cash. They have a full team that does nothing but scout out those that have the new ideas, the new technology. And if it's something in their field, they'll just go in there and they'll, they'll buy that whole idea out. You know, they're willing to pay cash. They're, they're, and there's a lot of other companies, too. That's all they do. They're just looking. Why? They're, they're solid. They're established. They, they're already a main player. And so they've got a lot of reserves. They literally have so much money. They, they just do things like that. And there's a lot of companies that do that. So you could be in a field in your area, uh, and maybe you have something, and you're trying to bring it forth, and somebody hears about it. They're like, wow, we want that. We'll come in, and you're, you, you're just in the infancy stage of developing it. Look, we'll come in. We've got the power to promote it, to market it, all that stuff. That are, that's things you're not familiar with. Let us do it. We'll buy the whole thing out. We'll give you $100 million for it. We'll give you $2 billion for it, or whatever the case uh, may be. There's companies that can do stuff like that with no strain. And overnight, overnight, you're like, wow, wow, I just got a great check. Just sold my idea. Just sold my product. So, you know, there's there's a lot of options you can have when you grab an idea. Matter of fact, Mr. Letourneau, who was involved in all of this ginormous earth-moving equipment, had an accountant come in, and the accountant talked with him and said, look, I know that your business is primarily that of construction. Uh, you know, uh, it was Mr. Letourneau that had these giant machines that that were built out of his ideas and designs and you know he's basically creating these machines for his own construction company and he he was the guy that built the road from california to uh, nevada where the hoover dam was constructed and so he's got all this giant earth moving equipment because he's in the construction business of building roads and, and moving dirt but it, it was a special accountant that came in and said hey you know what 
if you stay in this construction business of building roads and just moving dirt around, that business is like up and down. There's dry seasons. There's good seasons. But if you divert completely to just manufacturing all this equipment with these incredible ideas you're getting, he said, I think you'll be a lot more profitable. And so Mr. Le Tourneau took him up on that idea, and that's when he began to get into millions and millions and hundreds of millions of dollars. And because that why a God idea was spoken to him, he picked up the God idea and just went to a level where he could easily live off 10% and everything else, 90%, was all given to the work of the Lord. Praise the Lord. I think something's boiling in your spirit. I think right now some of you are getting something from God. Right now, I think an angel of the Lord is touching you, touching you, touching your mind, and something is dropping in. Praise the Lord. Others, you're destined for a mesoma moment. Praise the Lord where something just clicks, an idea, and you're like, wow, now that will work. Praise the Lord. My friends, be open to all of the various facets of wisdom. Wisdom hanging out with prudence. Look, this is a sharp group, okay? Everything about the Lord is sharp. Such brilliance, such ingenuity, such genius in Christ. It's all flowing out of Him. And this this is what you need to have flowing in your life. Praise God witty ideas, just incredible, incredible creative ideas, well thought out plans, intentions, devices, ingenious designs and contrivances for the glory of God and the good of mankind. Father, I pray for your people right now that witty inventions flow out of your realm of wisdom, that you would touch your people with the knowledge of witty inventions. Father, we praise you. Let there be no regrets in their life for not following through with the brilliant ideas that you give them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. When I was very much involved many years back, it's been, it's been uh, 20 years now, uh, uh, over 20 years, I was involved with Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship International. I hosted a businessmen's meeting Every week, and look, when you're holding a meeting every week, that's a lot of speakers. I mean, you got to have a different speaker every week. We had phenomenal speakers come in, guys that were multimillionaires, just very, very powerful uh, businessmen to minister to those that wanted to do well in business, whether it's men or women who love the Lord, they would come and receive inspiration, teaching, instruction, and motivation from these great speakers. And so uh, my wife and I, we, we pulled together these great meetings. And, uh, you know, our treasurer was a great guy, uh, Brother Henry. He, he's, in, he's in heaven now. He was an older man, but he said, oh, he always told me, Stephen, I always regret never implementing the one God idea that God gave me. And I should have taken it immediately and began to get it uh, going in a patent process. And look, today, this stuff is easy. All this stuff is online. You can go online, just pay somebody a fee. They'll do the whole thing for you. But back in that day, it was a lot more red tape and paperwork. But today, all this stuff is easy. But he said, you know what? I never patented this idea that I had that I got from the Lord. And today, that that 
patent that that somebody else got the idea. They wouldn't patent it. And that device is in every single airport in the world today. So I think like, wow, if I would have done that, I, I would have been getting a royalty off every time they put that device in one of the runways that's in the world today. But he didn't do it. And, you know, he passed away, comfort, you know, financially comfortable. But there's a di- big difference between being financially comfortable and just being able to really, you know, impact nations through the support of the gospel. Wow. My friends, I pray that when it's all said and done, that you have no regrets, that you really endeavor to glorify the Lord with the talents he's given you and also with the ideas that he has given you as well. Let's take communion, praise God, so we can seal it in, seal the word of God. The enemy comes to steal the seed of the word, but he's not going to steal this word from you today. This word, I believe, will bear fruit in your life 30, 60, 100-fold. Remember that the 100-fold is the maximum return that that you can receive on the word of God. It means God's very, very highest and best were accomplished in your life in that area. The harvest on the seed was incredible. So, Father, we thank you. We consecrate this and bless it. This is now the flesh and blood of our Savior, Jesus, who is wisdom himself. Father, as we receive his flesh, let your wisdom come into us. You willingly, graciously give wisdom to those who ask. And, Father, We want to be right in the thick of your wisdom. So, Father, as we receive the body of Christ, let his wisdom and his way of thinking come into our hearts. We thank you that your word, in essence, is your wisdom contained. And, Father, we thank you also for those ideas, those thoughts coming straight out of heaven from you and pouring into our lives. Father, we thank you. We receive the wisdom of Christ now as we receive his flesh. Let's partake together. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Husbands, some of these ideas will come from your wives. So, men, listen to your wife. Praise God. God can give her the idea. He just wants to see if you're humble enough to receive it. (laughs) Many times the idea comes through the wife. Remember, you're, you're joint heirs in Christ. That's what Paul said concerning uh, the husband and the wife, the man and the woman. You are joint heirs, okay? Uh, God can give it to the wife. God uh, can uh, touch that wife. The wife can share it with the husband. And, you know, it can, it can, it can just flow back and forth. It can flow back and forth. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm-mm. The idea could come from somebody that you think, ah, I can't believe that person just said that. I wonder if that will work. Uh, God can speak through anybody. Mm-mm. And sometimes these ideas just, they, they come out of the mouths of somebody, maybe that they're supposed to say it to you, or maybe it just flowed out and you're like, that's amazing. I heard that. That's pretty cool. I wonder if that will work. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, get out of the box. Get out of the box. There's more in you. God's put a lot more in you than what you think. 
Hallelujah. Get out of the box. Get out of a poverty box. Get out of just a survival box and get into the box of God ideas. Get into the zone of God ideas. Woo! Get into the house where wisdom and knowledge and prudence and witty inventions dwell. Mm-mm-mm. You'll think completely different. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you that we believe that Malachi 3.10 and that also Proverbs 8.12 will produce a hundredfold in our lives. We thank you. And Father, I just ask that you encourage your people. If there's any that are listening and they belong to you, but they're not tithing. Father, just let them catch the revelation of tithing, not as some lawful obligation that's just a burden to bear, but rather as a seed to sow for open heavens and ideas pouring out. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Isn't it wonderful how God puts us in a place where the ideas must continue the flow? And you need to keep on tithing. Hallelujah. Open heaven all the time. You may you may have the solution today, but three months you may you may need another idea. Praise God. Let's receive the blood of Jesus. I believe that tithers are very wise people. I believe that tithers are in a position to receive mesema ideas. Woo! Glory to God. And by the way, when you get around others that think like this, that flow like this, I'm telling you, it's like popping like popcorn. Mm. Ideas, brilliant ideas, creative ideas. Praise the Lord. Color, vibrancy, creativity flowing at very, very high levels, whether it's music or engineering or, or art or whatever it is. We're talking high levels of crea- uh, creativity when you get together with people like this that are flowing in the spirit with the mind of Christ. Father, bless your people. We thank you for Mezama ideas, Mezama moments in the name of Jesus. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.